Good morning, and thank you for joining us for Coffee and Collaboration. Your host, Kimberly Winborn, will show you the power of proactive networking. Grab your coffee and let's get started. Good morning and welcome to the Coffee and Collaborations radio show. I'm your host, Kimberly Winborn of Kimberly Winborn LLC. Once again, this week we have an awesome guest. And like I told you last week, we were going to be highlighting Financial Literacy Month. April is Financial Literacy Month. And each week I'm going to have a guest who's in the financial realm in one space or another. And so today I have Ryan Ray. He is the CEO of Jobs for Life, which is a nonprofit, local nonprofit to Raleigh, North Carolina, but it extends beyond it. And their mission and vision is absolutely amazing. He's also the CEO and founder, chairman of Triangle Entrepreneurial Leadership. You've heard me mention that business several times. On this show, I even promoted it with my mug, my Triangle Entrepreneur Leadership mug. And so I'm excited to have Ryan. And he also has a, another show on 88.1 The Truth with Jimmy Davies. So good morning, Ryan. Good morning, Kimberly. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Doing well. Very well. Thank you. Good. I finally get you alone on the show. I know you've been on here before. <laughs> with the collaboration for the e-lounge, but now it's just me and you. So I get to highlight you a little bit more. Well, I appreciate the honor and that it is. Well, good. Well, let's get started. Um, I love this month because more organizations in the financial industry begin to give principles and, and things that we can think about throughout the month. Banks, uh, financial institutions, credit repair companies, you know, so forth and so on. And that's exciting because Sometimes we need those reminders yep. and other times we need the education. And so I wish every month was highlighted nationwide as financial literacy month, because I believe this United States of America and beyond would be so much better off if it were. Absolutely. And Absolutely. so one of the things that we've committed to do Ryan and myself and some of the people who are going to be on the show is to make, every day about learning how you can do something better in your finances. So we are going to dive into that right after this quick commercial break with my special guest, Ryan Ray. Don't go anywhere. Make sure you have your coffee and make sure it's hot. We'll be right back on Coffee and Collaboration. Announcing the Every.Black 2019 Entrepreneur Virtual Conference. Attend and learn from businessmen and women that are actually doing it. Expand your network exponentially regardless of geographical location, and begin doing business globally. Put your products and services in front of the eyes and ears of prospective customers and partners all over the world. The date of the conference is June 6 and 7, 2019. Register now, because obtainable wealth is within you. So sign up today for the Every.Black 2019 Entrepreneur Virtual Conference at www.every.black/conference. E-B-E-R-Y dot B-L-A-C-K slash conference. So give us a call at 919-265-8045 or sign up online at www.every.black slash conference. All right, 
right, everybody, thank you for joining us. If you've just joined us or if you've been with us since the start, welcome back. We have a special guest this morning, Ryan Ray. And so Ryan, I want you to kind of tell the listening audience some of the things that you are committed to around financial literacy. Well, um, first and foremost, I like to just, you know, be distinctive and um, the National Foundation of Research defines financial literacy is the ability to make informed judgments and to make effective decisions regarding the use and management of money. Indeed. And when you think about that, so I know you're committed to doing workshops and seminars and the like, and you had a really great series called Escape the Matrix that you were doing regularly for, what was that, maybe like 2017 that you were doing that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you were doing that regularly. And I want you to tell the listening audience about that Escape the Matrix and where is it going? Is it something that's going to be just a local opportunity or is it going to be an online opportunity or where is it going? Uh, great question. And uh, we shall soon see. Uh, pulled it back out of, yeah. uh, I'll say, storage um, this morning and did it for the Carolina Small Business Development Fund over at the Center of Innovation and Entrepreneurship Center, uh, also in conjunction with Shaw University. Uh, and it got a lot of buzz, created a lot of buzz, and the hunger for this information, for this topic, um, uh, was obvious. And so uh, I was thinking through that, and yes, I definitely can see this becoming a uh, fully developed workshop, potentially curriculum. Uh, and yeah, absolutely, I mean, leveraging technology today, uh, yeah, we have the potential to, um, to scale. Uh, nationally and internationally. But the whole idea behind it, Escape the Matrix, I believe that we all have some matrix that we're trying to escape in the class. You know, one lady, it was just being so busy that she needed to get her time back. For others, it was, you know, really just that burden of money. I mean, if you're, if you're trapped or bound by something, then uh, we're seeking freedom from that. And freedom is possible, uh, but it requires some disciplines. It requires some education and some new information because we are who we are, where we are, what we are in life because of our thinking, our programming. And so if we're not getting the results we want, then we need some new information and some new ideas. And that's what we've tried to share uh, through this whole uh, idea of Escape the Matrix. I love that. Well, you know I do. And I'm excited that you brought it back out because uh, to your point, so many people, well, we always talk about you don't know what you don't know. You know, that's something that you hear quite often, especially in personal development. But Mm -hmm. when you see a light bulb go off, when you're, you know, uh, spreading that message, the same principles that you've been learning, understanding and sharing for years, and then you see that light bulb go off for somebody in the room, like it's so rewarding. And so I'm glad you brought that back back out because I remember hearing uh, different, I guess, accounts of people who had moments where it really just was like, wow, <laughs> like what Oprah calls an aha moment. And right. they actually went out and did something different. So as of right now, it's just going to be monthly, locally, or what's the schedule? Uh, so right now, this particular workshop, Escape the Matrix, again, I'm doing it for the um, Innovation and Entrepreneurship Center, but I'm also doing another series for a local church. Uh, this workshop is called Faith Focused Finances, yes. which is more of a practical and godly approach to finances, which, I mean, it all 
comes from biblically based principles. Uh, but depending on the context of the audience that you're serving, you know, you're able to take it di different levels of it. And so in the church, we do faith focused finances for the uh, entrepreneur or the individual. We talk about escaping the matrix and experiencing freedom. Um, at the end of the day, it's all around a couple of principles. One, it's to eliminate debt which yeah. is just a foreign concept, as you know, in your, your, your work in, in, on the finances side. Uh, the second piece is to invest in yourself, right? How do you develop yourself and raise your value in the marketplace so that you're able to outrun inflation, so that you're able to, uh, you know, be able to transition careers as times and technologies and things change. And then the final piece, as I told him this morning, is that, you know, this whole financing thing, it's a game, right? It's the money game. Uh, yeah. And it's a game that you can't quit, you know, if you decide you want to play ball and you say, oh, I don't want to play no more, you can hang your sneakers up. Uh, but this money game, you can't quit. And so since you can't quit, you might as well learn the rules of it and play to win. Uh, and so when you understand those three things, you can really begin to get some results financially, um, which is what we, people are after. We want better results in our lives, particularly around our finances. Yeah, exactly. And I, know, I mean, I know a lot of people who uh, 2018 was extremely tough. Um, and I think what's happening is that, you know, of course, we all know the market crashed 2008, 2009. And but right before that, we were spending money like it was growing on trees, not even trees, maybe like it was growing out of the dirt. I mean, I don't know. It was just like so free with spending money that I think it was hard for a lot of people to ever regain any sort of discipline if they ever learned any. You know, you think about people who came through that season of really beginning to learn how to budget, how to balance a check, you know, all these different things, you know, and so it's like we could never get our footing. And so right. now you have it 10 years later that people are still figuring it out. And for some reason, that t seven to 10 year mark for a lot of people is tough financially. So there's either a, either a boom or and it's right. a bust. Yeah. And it seems to me like a lot of people had a bust in 2018. And so I know one of the programs that we're talking about for Triangle Entrepreneurial Leadership, uh, the prerequisite is going to help people from that, from this year to prepare for 2020. And I think of that, speaking of financial literacy in that capacity, so if people, anybody listening to the call, you know, you, you heard Ryan just talk about a few things as far as escaping the matrix, faith-focused finances. Um, what can you do in 2019 financially to set you up for an amazing 2020? And what if that was just your focus? Beginning this month, let's say April the 15th, beginning April the 15th, you say, and it's tax day, so how perfect. So beginning April the 15th, you declare that from this day forward, you are going to focus on principles, focus on discipline, focus on long-term vision and all of those things in your finances. Where could you be at the end of 2020? Where could you be at the end of 2019? Right, right, right. <laughs> you know, So think about that first and how exciting that is, and then get really excited about where you could be at the end of 2020. So Absolutely. that's one of the things that you can count on from uh, following Ryan and plugging it into him as well and following us on Triangle Entrepreneurial Leadership. Um, so that's exciting. Do you have anything to add to that from a financial perspective, the whole prerequisite model? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's that's really where it came from is that, you know, for me, year after year, I always said to myself, oh, man, you know, clock strikes January 1st. 
1201, you know, this year is my year. It's going to be great. <laughs> um, and the year would pass by and not much changed financially or really, you know, in my whole life. And that happened year after year after year. And so eventually through some lot of personal development, training, mentorship, just learning the principles associated with success, you know, we began to have some success. And so um, this, this idea came earlier this year, kind of just like, <clears throat> wow, you know, people are going to wake up at 2020 and just the whole idea of 2020 vision. Yeah. You know, what people are going to wake up in 2020 and hoping that things are better. Um, but man, what if you had a, a, a you know, a nine month head start right. and you began thinking about, okay, what do I need to do today, May, June, July, the rest of this year, if I could put these pieces in place over the course of 2019, have the tough conversations, make the tough decisions, eliminate the credit cards, like what are those things you can begin to do now so that when the clock strikes 2020, January 1st, you can stay with peace of mind and confidence that 2020 is my year. I'm going to have my vision because I did the prerequisite. I did the work in advance. You know, again, I work with Shaw University. A senior was in the class. Before she could graduate, there were some prerequisites. There were some things she had to do before she could take her core courses, before she could graduate. And our lives are the same way. Whatever result, whatever your vision is you're trying to achieve financially, there's some things you got to do first. And so instead of just hoping that these things happen, nah, just hit the pause button and go back and say, what do I need to do so that I can have the results that I want in my life? Exactly. I love that. And that is a great segue into um, talking a little bit more about your start, like how you even got into this lane. And we're going to do that after the commercial break. But I want to give a shout out before we move forward, before we go to commercial break and highlight the prerequisite event. So, so uh, <laughs> again, in partnership, I mentioned them earlier. Uh, yeah. Make sure Angela listens to this. Uh, in partnership <laughs> with the Carolina Small Business Development Fund, which is an organization all about creating uh, economic development opportunities um, for uh, individuals, business owners, entrepreneurs, um, and Shaw University. We are now going to be hosting uh, Third Thursdays, the prerequisite at the Center of Innovation and Entrepreneurship located in downtown Raleigh at 444 South Blunt Street. Again, that's the Center of Innovation and Entrepreneurship uh, at 444 South Blunt Street. Uh, this Thursday, the third Thursday, the 18th. Yeah. Uh, 6.30, show up at 6.30. We'll have some light snacks, refreshments, some networking. Kim might even bless you with some networking and business uh, communications ideas and thoughts that evening. So make sure you come out for that. And then we're going to get right into it, talking about finances, guys. And we're going we're gonna to dig, dig deep. So if you want to get some better results in your finances, be there. Be there. Yes. So we'll be right back on Coffee and Collaborations to spend a little bit more time with Ryan Ray. So don't go anywhere. Stay tuned. Be right back. Together, we can create positive change. And love is a parable has the way. It's through love. Receive love education. Initiate four ways to love. Implement love therapy. Promote love and random acts of kindness. Partner, grow, love, unify. Does this sound like something you want? Do you believe that this is something we need? Well, here are a few ways to help. Bring our program to your community. 
share our message. Become a certified love advocate. And if you have an organization, become a corporate advocate. Visit our site for ways to give. Love is a Parable is a 501c3 charitable organization. Visit loveisaparable.com today. All right, welcome back to the Coffee and Collaborations radio show with our special guest, Ryan Ray. We've talked about a few things concerning financial literacy, which we're both excited about. Financial wellness, and I also like to call it financial wealthness. So what is it that you're doing to make sure that you have a set future financially? Whatever that goal is for you, whatever that goal is for your family, maybe even for your business, because as entrepreneurs, we do need to think about that. What's the financial wealthness in our businesses and how are we able to translate that to leave a legacy? And that's the big thing for me. How are you going to leave a legacy and the legacy that you can be proud of? Is it going to be a good legacy? Because we all leave something. So, so is it going to be something that you're proud of and your children are proud of? You can't go back and do it again. Once you're gone, you're gone. So think about that. And when you think about your finances, what can you do different? So that's what we're focusing on today with our guest, Ryan Ray. And I want to ask him, how did you get so committed and dedicated to financial literacy in this space? And I know that's not the only focus, you know, um, the focus is personal, professional and financial development, but that financial piece just really seemed to resonate through you to others. So how is it that you got there? A uh, combination of things. I think the first sign was watching my father have a great job, make a lot of money. You know, the average worker, if you have a decent salary and career, any management, you're probably going to earn one to two million dollars over your lifetime. Right. Mm -hmm. And so looking back, you know, where's the fruit of that? And so right. I knew that. And so that was kind of the first thing that kind of got my attention. Um, the next thing was, you know, going off to college, you know, racking up the debt, student loan debt, um, credit card debt, coming out of college, getting a great job, buying the brand new truck because I could afford the payment, mm -hmm. not the truck, the payment. Right. Uh, and so by the time I was 24, 25, I was $70,000 in debt, again, making good money. But at the end of the week, end of the month, I was broke. Right. Uh, and so I just realized, man, this is, this is for the birds. This life's, this, something's wrong with this equation. Um, and it was, it was through, you know, just episode after episode of that, that I just got to a point of frustration where I just threw up my hands and I was like, God, there's gotta be a better way. Mm -hmm. um, and when you get to that point, the way will show up. So it was, it was, it was, it started frustration. Then I was given a book called rich dad, poor dad by Robert Kiyosaki. Yeah. And so after moving from frustration, to now awareness, right? Now I believe that I had a chance to escape the matrix. That gave me a lot of confidence. But then it, that wasn't enough though. So then I had to now seek mentorship and better information so that I could get results. And so just watching the, you know, the evolution of, of my life from frustration because of lack of knowledge to awareness you know, when I came into the knowledge of and then the learning and the application of it to see the results and what's possible. I was mm -hmm. like, man, I, I got to share this with other people. Not because I'm right, not because I've done it so right, but because I know that someone helped me and, and I want to help others who are hungry enough to get some different results in their life. And money isn't everything, Kim, but it ranks up there with oxygen. <laughs> gotta have it. And That's so true. again, it's a game that you can't quit. So uh, I want to make sure that people are playing it to win. 
Yeah. And I mean, to your point, money isn't everything. And it is ranked up high because there's so much that we cannot do without it. And we've all lived it. You know, we've all lived it. We've all lived the wants, but we've also all lived the needs. If you're an adult, even if you're a child, you've all, we've all lived it. And so understanding that our choices and our mindset around money has either uh, been advantageous to us or, you know, start to be a disadvantage. Hopefully we do something different, but so many people walk down that same path over and over again and never learn a lesson right. at all. Right. Right. And, 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 and it's so, it's so funny. It makes me think of that example where the mouse goes into the tunnel over, uh, over and over again until the cheese is moved. <laughs> and then it, once the cheese is moved to the uh, other tunnel, it realizes, oh, well, it's not here anymore. Let me move. Right. My, let me go to the next one. Well, right. we don't do that as, a, as humans. We'll go into the same tunnel and make the same mistakes over and over and over again. Right. The rat race. Yeah, the rat. Yeah, there you go. The rat race. I want to talk to you about really quickly, if you can explain that light bulb moment for you when you ran with Rich Dad, Poor Dad, like, and then what was the thing that stood out the most when you think of your journey to excellence in your finances? What's the, you know, the, the concept that stands out the most for you? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So just a distinction I want to make too, guys, and that it's, it's not about the money, right? Money is just dirty paper. But what makes money important is that it's what we get to exchange for yeah. the lifestyle we desire, right? So I just wanted to make that distinction. We're not after the money. We're after the things that money can do, can buy, exactly. can create, can generate. Um, but what got my attention with the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, was uh, you heard me say it a million times, but it was when I saw the cash flow quadrant, <clears throat> um, and that, which is another great book. Uh, and, it, and what it said was that, you know, 95% of people are on the left side of that quadrant, um, but only 5% of the wealth. Um, on the other side of that quadrant are 5% of people who have access to 95% of the wealth. So that got my attention. And what I realized was that, okay, I would love to be on the right side of that equation. No accident. They call it the right side mm -hmm. where 5% of people have access to 95% of the wealth in America. But my thinking, my, what I felt like I was capable of matched the left side, which was everybody who was not experiencing wealth. Yeah. And so that was my eye opening moment. And when my mentor said, well, Ryan, the only thing that separates the people from the left, from the right, the successful from the unsuccessful, however you want to define that, is their thinking. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow. So I just got to change. He said, right, if you'll deprogram what you've learned and reprogram with the right information, there you can you either break through the wall, climb over the wall, but you can get to the other side. And so uh, for me, so, so I, I applied that knowledge for years and got some results. But Kim, I tell you, what helped me to get the best results was when I learned, understood, and embraced this whole idea of long-term thinking, long-term vision. Realizing, okay, Ryan, what do you want bad enough down the road that you're willing to make some short-term sacrifices? What are some things that if you if you'll delay those things now, if you say, you know what, those things aren't as important now, I really want these things. Man, life got so much clearer, plainer. My decision making became so much better because I stopped operating in urgency and started operating in priority. 
And yeah. I made the things that were non-negotiables for me priority. Um, and when I made those things priority, all the things that I thought were so important uh, mm -hmm. weren't anymore. And so I was able to push those things to the side. You know, when I was in that $70,000 worth of debt, having a brand new truck was important. Yeah. Now, driving a 10-year-old car with 250,000 miles with the title is important. Right. It's different perspectives. And so um, when I got the long-term vision idea and began to delay gratifications, man, it just opened up a whole new life. for me. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, that's a foreign concept, you know, to your point. It is. Like it's a foreign concept. Like every we want what we want right now, you know, and uh, we may not have the money, but we want it right now. And so that's, you know, honorable to be able to go out and now remind people that our parents actually did save up for a car before they got That's it. Like, you. oh my God, right? <laughs> they did what? Yes, right. they did it. Right. My mom, I remember, oh, everybody had to have the hoopty experience back in the day. Like it was like, it was mandatory that you mm -hmm. experience the hoopty life to be a true adult. So adults, if you haven't experienced the hoopty life, join the club. Your hustle, get everything will be different. <laughs> <laughs> you learn so much. Like as a woman, I, I learned how to change a tire. I learned how to check the water. Um, I had all that blue stuff. What's the, I don't even remember the name Andy of it now. <laughs> Antifreeze. I can tell you everything back then. You can tell now I'm, a, I'm bougie. Um, yeah, you made it. You made it. Mama, I made it. I made it. I remember the first time I didn't have to stop on the side of the road uh, <laughs> when I got a car, you know, a new car. But I did finance it. But I did wait. I saved mm -hmm. a little bit, put down a nice chunk of a down payment, and I saved. And then I paid that car off, and I didn't finance anymore for mm -hmm. a long time after that. But it's such a foreign thing to delay gratification. I think about what you said about um, that truck. You could afford the payment, but you could not have afforded that whole truck. So if we begin to live our lives based on the idea that I'll just wait a little while, <laughs> what could happen? So um, as we wrap up, I want to be sure that people can get in contact with you if they would like to. Sure. Well, thank you. Yes, you definitely can reach me. Um, you can check out our website at jobsforlife.org. Uh, Jobs for Life is a 22-year-old organization, nonprofit. Uh, and so uh, you can reach me directly via email at rray, that's R-R-A-Y, at jobsforlife.org. And uh, yeah, check out Jobs for Life. We're always in the look for uh, volunteers, for mentors. Uh, we have a, basically it's a skill development training program where we're helping people to develop skills so that they can not only get a job, but keep a job and even advance their career because they are building and developing skills and relationships. And it's helping people who may have barriers to employment. It's helping people who may have just got to the point like I was and said, you know, I really want to be doing uh, what's aligned with my purpose and my calling. I love it. And, and I just want to add something to that. Go and donate. It is a nonprofit. They do need money. So if that's something after you go and look at the website, if it's something that speaks to you, be sure to go ahead and donate. I'm sure any amount will help. Yeah. But that's whatever true. your heart, you know, whatever your heart pulls on you to do, and maybe it's something that you do monthly. I think it's a really good thing to donate to a charity monthly. Um, knowing that you're providing to a bigger cause, I think that's a financial principle 
that we yep. should all live by. And I believe that you get what you give in life. And so if you're giving, um, you'll get that back for sure. Threefold. So thank you for joining us this morning. We will see you next time on the Coffee and Collaborations radio show with another amazing guest who is out here doing their thing, spreading the word of financial literacy. Have a great rest of the day. You've been listening to Coffee and Collaboration, the number one networking skill building show for people who want to take their skills to the next level.